Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. My name is Lavia Alva, and I am an extreme extrovert. <clears throat> so, today is a rainy, rainy, rainy day in Minneapolis. And I have decided <clears throat> to do a morning podcast. Just, like, this is a side note. I'm still doing further questions, but a side note i have been hearing that uh cardi b song wop all weekend um it plays everywhere and it's all over tiktok and it's so interesting because i talked to a few friends and they're like oh yeah the song is just really aggressive it's very sexual and i'm like you know yes but for some odd reason, it's so damn catchy. I absolutely love the song. And I actually don't really mind Cardi B either. So, <laughs> it's so interesting because I feel like female rappers, like, are still not as popular, I feel like. You know, I feel like we always have a generation, uh, one of the generation. There's always male rappers everywhere. Like almost every rapper is male, I feel like in my opinion. And then we have like this one like one female rapper of the decade that's like pretty prominent. I feel like uh it was it's Cardi B now. And then I know like Missy Elliott was there for a little while. Um Lizzo <coughs> is a more modern one. No offense to Missy Elliott, but she's a little older. Uh, let's see. Nicki Minaj in the 2000s. I used to listen to her all the time, too. I don't know. I, I That was just a side note that I had. I was like, hmm. I, I just wonder why it's still... It's still kind of taboo to flaunt your sexuality and rap about, um, you know, WAP. <laughs> As a female rapper. It's very interesting. But, you know, that's my whole weekend. I've been just kind of working, um, partying a little bit. I got a little time to myself yesterday. And <clears throat> I'm from Minneapolis. My place that I hang out is at Badema Casca at the sailing school. I just went back to sailing school. And that's where I tend to hang out on my days off. Just because I'm making up, like, a class or I'm learning something new. And I freaking love that. Like, Badama Casca is my favorite, like, ever. And so I decided to venture to the exotic, the exotic places beyond Minneapolis. St. Paul. Dun, dun, dun. So funny. I say that, like, with sarcasm just because when... I was entering St. Paul, which I the only time I ever enter St. Paul, really, is if I have a priority. Like, if I have work or a project or a friend, a priority that needs to tend, like, tending to, then I'll go to St. Paul. I never venture off there, really, on my own. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. Here we go. So I decided to go to the most exotic St. Paul. <laughs> uh, and it was actually really nice. 
I went to a brewery, had some food, walked around some parks. They have pretty nice parks in downtown um downtown St. Paul. I kind of walked by like 7th Street and Mirror Park. It it was actually pretty nice. And uh I got to talk to some people from St. Paul and they were like, "Ooh, what are you doing?" Over here from Minneapolis. And I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to venture off. I wanted to see something. I wanted a teeny bit of adventure in my life. (laughs) A little bit of a random exploration. I really love exploring. I love going to random cities sometimes. And just trying to figure things out. It really gives me adrenaline. And I really, really enjoy that. So even though St. Paul was... um, you know, it's very close to home. It's not that far. It was still really fun to go to the different city that I am not that familiar with. And I just love the historical architecture. It just looks a lot... Like, I'm not saying this in a mean way, but St. Paul just looks a lot older. Like, a lot more vintage than Minneapolis. <clears throat> like, when I went there... And parked the parking actually still took the quarters in the quarter quarter machine. That's how old I felt. Like, because in Minneapolis we don't have the quarter machines. You just use your car. And I was like, man, I remember these. Like, I just it it was just really cute. And I ended up doing like a little photo shoot, and it was really fun. Uh, so yeah. Thanks, Saint Paul, for letting me venture around, and it was awesome. And anybody who lives in St. Paul, your city is very beautiful. Alright. So, off with that, I got some questions here. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I don't know if I'll get through all of them, but we will try. Alright. First question. It says, ignoring all financial considerations, would you rather spend the next five years confined to a city of New York or to the Morro Bay, a beautiful isolated isolated town on the California coast? Well, right now, because of the quarantine, New York, uh, New York is nice. I've been to Manhattan. Uh, unlike Minneapolis, it's a lot bigger. A lot more people, uh, a lot of people are more interested in where they're going. They're not really interested in other people. That's one thing. Funny story, actually. When I went to New York to visit my friends, uh, probably about two years ago. Me, okay, people. I'm a Latina, but I am, uh, I'm not like brown. I'm like, kind of like white, white white-skinned Latina. And I'm like five foot one, okay? So I don't consider myself really that scary looking. Not that anybody like that doesn't look like me is scary looking, but like I in my whole life I've never had an issue with people like running across the street to avoid me. You know, I'm not really an intimidating person. I'm not very tall, not very big, uh just random white looking chick really (laughs) boring ass white looking chick and (laughs) so when 
I was walking down New York. It was probably around brunch time. And I was feeling the mood, you know. I wasn't sober at the time, so I was feeling the mood. I was like, you know what, I want to catch some beers or, like, some mimosas. Go on, like, by the, like, the piers, by the docks. Kind of like, you know, go maybe go to the Fisherman's Wharf and uh, get some good breakfast and, you know, a few breakfasty cocktails and then... Had go on with my life, right? So I was like, I saw a group of guys, and I was like, you know what? I'll ask these guys, right? And I was like, hey guys, uh, do you guys know of anywhere to get brunch? And these guys looked at me with like terror <laughs> in their eyes, like, and they were like literally speeding up, walking faster. And I wasn't even drunk; like, I was dressed like for brunch, you know, a sun summery brunch dress um cute sandals we had my makeup done i was like i don't think i feel that like look that like i don't know scary but supposedly i was looking freaky for some reason or some shit because they just started walking past like fast and they were like oh we don't know we don't know i was like what the fuck weird they got some weird people (laughs) in, in new york but it was really fun though and I ended up finding a really cool place and meeting up with my friends. But yeah, that was the first time in my whole entire life that I ever felt intimidated by something. I was like, what? How am I a scary person? How are you scared of me? I'm not like, I don't know. Oh, well. (laughs) So that was my little rant about New York. But I actually think New York is really beautiful if you haven't gone already. But because of the COVID, I probably wouldn't spend my five years confined to the city of New York. Um, very beautiful city, but no thanks. So I would probably go for Moro, Moro Bay? M-O-R-R-O Bay. Moro Bay? Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Sorry, guys. But yeah, I would, isolation is key for me right now. Like, I wouldn't want to be by anybody just because, even though I'm an extreme extrovert, this COVID-19 kind of makes your ass have to introvert a little bit just because, mm-mm, I do not want no COVID-19. So, Morro Bay, mm-hmm, that's for me. That's what, I, that's what I would choose. What would you like to be doing five years from now? What do you think you will be doing five years from now? Honestly, I, I kind of want to keep up with my sobriety. It's a journey. It comes and goes. But I would, in five years, I would like to be, have my head strong. I would like to be excelling in my careers, excelling in my job. Right now I have three jobs, so I'm really, really busy, uh, really, really, really tired most of the time. And honestly, it's kind of tricky. Sometimes I just want to lay down, put my feet up, and have a nice cold beer. But, you know, I'm I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to be more more healthy and exercise and stuff like that so so in five years i would like to be headstrong on my sobriety and honestly i would like to pursue more hobbies i think that's kind of my goal in life the older that i've been getting (laughs) the older i get the more i want to do like more hobbies just because most of my life consists of projects and work and all these things and i think it's good to take a 
a day or like a few hours of your day and just kind of relax and do things that you like to do that you genuinely find interesting because that's life it's supposed to be enjoyable so i want to do more things like that and i obviously hope that you know i can maybe go on a trip within those years maybe visit my friend uh in new york visit my friend in switzerland Hopefully, you know, hopefully the presidential election will be better. So a lot of good things, I I hope for the future. But when it says, what do you think you will be doing in five years? Honestly, I think that I'll probably be either in Minneapolis with um, a bigger and better place. Because that's where I'm kind of headed. Um, my partner and I... I I love my partner. I don't know if I'm ready for marriage quite yet. But I would like to get married once. Just once. Just for fun. Fuck it. Uh, and I'm getting kind of... <laughs> you know, I'm getting close to 30, so I I would like to get married at least once. But that that's an idea, y'all. That's an idea. I'm not sure yet. Because I, I have friends that have been getting divorced and been divorced and they say that's a shit show so i mm, we'll just see we'll just wing it out i really have no plan and sometimes sometimes that's good sometimes it's not but i don't know we'll see i guess what into what important decision in your professional life have you based largely upon your intuitive feelings what about your personal life um, let's see. What important decision in your professional life have you largely based upon intuitive feelings? When I was younger, I chose to continue my college career even after I was sleeping on people's couches, uh, staying up all night. I even slept in some of the classrooms because I was homeless. I was homeless when I first started uh, college and a big part of me was like, this is going to be really tough. And I'm just really glad that despite all of that happening, I really focused on like getting my bachelor's degree because even though I, I'm really trying hard to get back into school, um, go and getting my, you know, continuing my master's and finishing that up, I'm I'm just really glad I at least got my bachelor's because that really has helped my life significantly. Just having that, you know, just having that experience. How many times during the day do you look at yourself in the mirror? Ha! I probably should look at myself more because I've been working and most of the time when I get home, I, even if I only have 15 minutes, I, I rest my feet, like I lay down. Just because I haven't been getting a lot of sleep, just because I've been so busy, I, I have a lot of things that I want money for. I'm continuing uh, my sailing stuff. I'm gonna go that do that Tuesday, and I also on a Labor Day weekend I want to do this super fun like four day camping, Red River, you know, hurrah. With my friends, so, and that's about $30 a night. So I, I'm honestly working a lot just because I, and I also want to go to Arizona, visit my mom I, for her birthday. So I, I'm pretty busy. 
I'm trying to save up my money so I can get all these things on a, you know, in check. Because I, I want to get this done. I want to have adventures. I want to have fun before the winter time hits. Hoo-hoo. Mm-mm. So I should actually look at myself a little bit more in the mirror just to make sure that my, you know, half-smeared mascara isn't all over my face when I'm going to do a podcast or go to work. But honestly, uh, mirrors and me, I, I only use them for necessity. I really don't look in for at myself that often. Don't really care. I just kind of base it on what, how I feel more than how I look. What things are too personal to discuss with others? I like this question. This is really a uh, good question. I think it really depends on the person that you're talking to. Like, obviously, my sister and your family, I, I feel like I could talk to them about anything. I feel like I could talk to them about nasty things, like pooping your pants, which I've never done. But <laughs> I know people that have, like, gotten sick, you know, and legitimately, like, pooped themselves after, like, the age of 20, you know? Like, because, I don't know, they got sick or something. That's something that has never happened to me. I've... Like, in my adult life. (laughs) Knock on wood. Watch it happen to me. Anyway. But, yeah. Like, talking to my best friend and my sister and my partner about personal things. Not a problem. Not a problem to me. But, like, I would never talk to my boss about, like, you know, certain things. I used to find it really personal to talk about my sobriety. Just because... I was so embarrassed. Like, I would roll my eyes and I would be upset. Like, someone would be like, oh, you know, you were really drunk last night. And I'm, like, looking at my, you know, sobriety blog and my... uh, There's, like, a little count marker thing and you have that you can document how many days you've been sober. And it's just so infuriating when you have to press that button and say reset I have to start over and yeah that that used to be really personal for me because I always felt like I was a failure and I started to realize that when it came to my sobriety I was looking too much on outside sources for giving me goals I was looking too far like when in reality I should have been looking for myself like I should have been like which I am doing now I you know it's okay to want a drink it's okay to look at like the like the menu on the restaurant and be like shit I really wish I could have a margarita or you know it's okay to feel that and I I used to feel really embarrassed I used to feel like a gut feeling like it, it right in my throat like I wanted to vomit I wanted to cry because I was so disgusted with myself and I was so angry. I was like, wow, you're you're really doing this? Like, you're really, really thinking about alcohol right now? Like, I, I used to be so hard on myself. And that's when I realized that I started to go through, like, binges. is because I would kick myself and I would be like, oh, this person wants me to do this. This person wants me to do that. Or, like, my friends would be like, uh, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. And I'm like, okay, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. But it was it was not my goals. It was not something that I felt comfortable doing. I felt like I had to please other people, 
you know. So for for the longest time, I didn't want to talk about sobriety. I would get upset. I would like bit angry, and it would make me so angry that I would have to talk about it and say my feelings. That I would literally, it would literally spiral into like a binge. Like I would get so upset and frustrated that I would buy like a bottle and be like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna," you know. It was just so frustrating. And I'm just really happy that I have uh, some friends that are really supportive of me and my partner that's really supportive of me. And I can tell them, like, these things without being judged and pushed and humiliated. Because it's already kind of humiliating enough saying that you're an alcoholic. So, I guess for right now, things that are too personal to discuss... For me, it's just kind of political things. Because for me, uh, the certain things, I the, ugh, there's just no point in discussing them. I, I don't try to talk politics with strangers. I don't t- try to push my political views on people. Just because it's personal. And if people, you know, are want to share them, awesome. But if you don't want to, awesome. I'm, I'm not really going to care... I don't really care if you're who you support as long as you're a civil human being and you're really, really tolerant of other people and their cultures and their languages and their things. As long as you're tolerable, tolerant, nice and civil and act people and act with respect, I'm totally fine. Okay. Off to the last two. Yay. Would you like to be elected president of this country? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, the, you know, I kind of do like this question just because when I was younger, when I was a younger a person, like a younger person, like meaning like when I was about eight years old, I actually wanted to be the president i actually like would pretend and like act and be like i'm gonna be the first female president of the united states i was very ambitious i was like that and i don't know what happened (laughs) Uh, i'm not that ambitious anymore um but yeah it's kind of funny and and my mom would always joke around she was like oh here comes the first female president because I, I was so headstrong i wanted i really wanted to do that i really wanted to go into politics and i think life just happened and it steered its course and i just decided to do other things i was like eh whatever so would i be would i like to be elected president for this country um at this very moment not really cuz i feel like we have a lot of shit that we have to work out in the united states but honestly i think i i know my ass would be better than trump so maybe i would take one for the team if so would you still choose to be president if it meant that your sleep would be very fitful and disturbed punctuated with frequent nightmares well, I'm sure the president has nightmares. Maybe not Trump because he's a bigot and he's weird. But um, I feel like most, no offense to anybody that believes he's phenomenal because, 
Like I said, too personal. Not going to get there. Anyway, so, of course, I'm sure the president has fitful and disturbed nightmares every night because you got to fend for a country, you know, and you have to do a lot of responsibilities. Most presidents, anyway. And so, yeah, um, I would, st- I guess, still do it because I feel like you have to. <laughs> if you're if you're that motivated to be the president, I you I think you'd have to suck it up. So I guess if I was really that motivated, I would I guess. Last question: If a crystal ball would tell you the truth about any one thing you wish to know concerning yourself, life, the future, and anything else, what would you want to know? Hmm. Honestly. Hmm. Hmm. I would want to know about all the people in my life that I have passed by that I'm going to reconnect with. You know when you travel so much? And this has actually happened to me. So this one time I was traveling to New York... And I ran into one of my really good friends at the airport. And she was going um, overseas to Israel at the time. And we were going, like, to the same pit stop. Like, we were on the same plane. But we were going to different destinations. Because she was going to transfer, you know, overseas. And then I was going to go to New York. And it was just really fun to reconcile and kind of, like, talk to her and, like, be like, hey, this is so weird that we ran into each other, you know? So I, I honestly would love to know how many people, like, did I walk past that I knew, that I've actually known, you know? Or all the people that you talk to on Twitter and or on Tinder or whatever, uh, all those dating sites and stuff. Imagine, like, all those people that you talk to online and then you walk past them. Or, like, your future husband or your, like, future ex or... Maybe even a serial killer. I would like to know how many of those people have walked past me. And, like, have been so significant. Like, what if you, like, walked past, like, somebody who was about to assassinate six people? Like, how many bullets did you dodge? Like, that is what I would be fascinated to know about. I was like, how many bullets in my life have I dodged? Because I'm pretty sure I probably dodged many. For the future, I'm not really too interested in the future because I'm kind of a person that believes that the future might not ever come. So I don't really look too much in the future. <laughs> Maybe I should more, but I don't. Um, I'm kind of irrational in that way. I'm kind of like... Oof. Sometimes like I'm unreliable because of that. Because I'm like, oh, I, I might die tomorrow, so why should I make plans? So it's it's interesting. In the future, I'm not really that interested about. But I would want to know if I'll ever have children. That's one thing that I would like to know. Because children are amazing. And throughout my whole life, I don't dislike children. But children are is just something that has never really been a part of my life. Because I'm such a world traveler. Because I'm so busy. I just, you know, even if I'm dating someone, it, it, it's not in my... I really don't believe it's in my future. I, I would love kids. I really would. 
however, um, how my life just keeps on coming towards, going towards this really busy, adventurous um, future, which is something I always love. I I just want to know. I would like to know right now because I'm not even that old. I would like to be like crystal ball. Am I gonna have children? Is is this gonna be a thing for me, or is it just something that is just not in my stars? You know, and like it's just interesting. Oh, it's funny too because all the people that I've dated, I've like, oh, do you want children? And it's like, I've I've I'm going on a little rant, and I'm sorry. And, like, there's nothing against children. It's just, like, I kind of tend to, like, even date people that are just not interested in children either. And they're like, oh, or they have children already. Which, those are my kind of, low-key, those are kind of my favorite people. Because I'm like, oh, thank goodness, I don't have to, like, physically do that. Um, But, you know, you can still, you can still feel motherly without the labor. Labor is something that does not um, intrigue anybody, I don't think. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know, I'd like to know that. It would be fun, it would be fun just to know a lot of things, but sometimes in life you don't. <laughs> and I think that's what makes life so adventurous sometimes, is you try something and you go somewhere new and it's just fascinating. You never know where you're going to go. Even when you're headstrong and even if you have a path, even if you have an idea. I'm that kind of person that plans my whole damn life out. Sometimes, sometimes. Like if I know I have school for like a month and like I have to like work schedules, you know, like I'm a pretty busy person and I like to like, you know, structure it to some way. But... I don't know, life is just very interesting. Even if you have it all structured, even if you have it all planned out, someone always throws a curveball at you one way or another, good or bad. Well, I gotta get ready for my priorities. (sighs) I gotta start the day. So I hope everyone has a good morning. Um, If it's afternoon, have a good afternoon. And if it is night, good night. And thank you for listening to my podcasts. I really appreciate you guys. Um, I love the support and safest, safest of travels.